and welcome everybody. This is Ben Chiriboga, the head of growth at Nexel, coming to you with another Business of Law podcast. If this is the first time you've been on the Business of Law podcast or checking in, welcome. We are super happy to have you here. This is my opportunity to check in with uh, different Business of Law leaders, be it marketing, business development, practice innovation, um, everything in between legal technology to really check in with them and see what they're thinking about and uh, pull out those ideas for you, uh, the BOL audience. And today I am very excited to be speaking with Scott Simmons. Scott is the founder and CEO of Legal Balance, which is a BD coaching consultancy. They even have, uh, I think, some videos and uh, really just just a great mind uh, all around business development and helping lawyers level up. Um, I'm going to let Scott introduce himself very quickly, but uh, Scott, welcome to the Business of Law podcast. Ben, thank you so much for having, uh, having me on, on the podcast. I'm really excited to, to chat with you. Um, just a sort of brief uh, introduction to who I am. So, yeah, I'm Scott Simmons, and when I when I describe myself, I tell people I'm a toolbox for turning lawyers into rainmakers. Mm-hmm. So, what I do is I provide lawyers with the tips, tools, techniques to get out into the marketplace, provide really great advice, and 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 win new work. Yeah. Um... If you haven't been following Scott on LinkedIn, that's the first time that we connected. It really seems like LinkedIn is the watering hole for the for the world uh, and increasingly for the legal BD world as well. It's a it's a great place. Thank you to the LinkedIn algorithms for putting uh, Scott in my feed every single day. But um, Scott cracks me up every single every single time I see his post. I 100% hit more and go all the way down. Um, it's just great stuff. So if you are not following Scott, please follow him. He will make you not only laugh, uh, cringe a little bit, maybe if you're doing these sorts of things, but get uncomfortable. But that's good because uncomfortability is the first step to sort of like change, right? Admitting admitting that there might be something wrong. So um, Scott is excellent at uncovering some of the uh, paradoxes, I think, of, uh, of legal business development. And uh, he certainly has, uh, has eye-opened, uh, been an eye-opener for me. So today we're going to be talking with Scott around uh, becoming a rainmaker. And I think, you know, to start, why don't we sort of define that term? Rainmaker is, is of course, a word that has been in the industry for a very long time. How are you thinking about the term rainmaker today and what that actually means uh, for law firms, practice areas, et cetera, today? Because there, there's an evolution, just like everything else. And some things stay the same and some things change, of course. Yeah. So um, I've always loved the term rainmaker. Always. Mm. And I, I love it because of of the visual that it gives you uh, of I, you know, that idea that you are making it rain. Yes. And here's the key, though. You're making it rain, not just for yourself, but for others. Yeah. So for me, that rainmaker is somebody who is just out there. Produce, you know, coming up with opportunities, finding ways to help clients, okay. not just for themselves, but for their colleagues and for their contacts. And that's that's the that's the the key with all of this for me is being a rainmaker isn't the realm of just a few. The yeah. way I teach it, the, the starting point for me is is if you've got the right mindset, if you believe that you can learn anything. Mm. Business development is actually one of the simplest things to learn. 
Mm, right. And the idea behind it, the, the very basic idea behind it is, how can I help clients? And if mm -hmm. you stop right there, yeah. that will turn you very, very quickly into the modern day Rainmaker. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll double click on a, a bunch of different things on there. Uh, but two things that, that popped out to me is the first, it's, um, it's like a mindset, right? You have to believe that you can be. And I think that's why you like this term, because you can say, oh, well, I can step into this, right? It's, it's, it's becoming something else. Uh, so that's the first part. And the second is, it's also about a lot of other people, right? So I think w hopefully we can touch a little bit on how collaboration has really come into uh, rainmaking, right? Um, it's not just one person doing a dance, right? Today, it really takes an entire tribe. If we could stretch the analogy a little bit. Okay, so so why don't we um, so why don't we pick up but double click on we have a good idea about what what being a rainmaker does. We're going to get a little bit a little further into collaboration, um, but let's start. Let's 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 jump off from this point about learning to step into this role. So 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 you you this is basically your bread and butter every single day. You have many different vehicles, consulting, coaching, et cetera, et cetera. Is there something particular uh, about teaching teaching lawyers, particularly to be to be in a, a, a from step into this idea of rainmaker? It's always it's probably a bunch of different pieces, but how how does that happen? So, and, and you know, I've told I've told this story before, but it is really important for for me because I was very fortunate when I started out in law because I used to be a lawyer. Yep. I used to be a practicing lawyer. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a head of the, a head of practice area who utterly believed in the importance of customer service, that the customer was absolutely everything. And he really encouraged me to get to know my clients. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, I could understand their, their goals and their challenges so much better by just spending some time with them. And he really and because of that encouragement that became that became the basis the foundation for my entire career that's how i wanted to work with every client i was fortunate then because i got that learning at the very 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 beginning of my career now what happens for most lawyers is at law school we are taught to do the work that is put in front of us and then we go into practice and we do the work that is put in front of us. And then what happens is that when we get to the partnership conversation, sure. that's, when, that's when the partners turn around and say, right, we're about to make you partner. Yeah. What are you going to do now to win work? Mm. And you sit there and you go, hold on a second. I've never been expected to sure. win work. I've just been expected to do the work. Yeah. And that creates a panic. And what's worse is, is that we have no system in place to help us go out there and find the clients and find those right clients, because not every client is right for you. Uh -huh. there's, nothing, there's nothing that we've learned that gives us the platform to go out there and do it really well. So for me, there's, there's two things. I always say the the, the sooner you can start, this that you can follow, because human beings, Ben, we are we love process. Yeah, of course. 
And actually, I've got a, I'm just about to create a video that sort of talks mm. about it. Because what I have done is I've created a process that yep. lawyers can follow over and over and over again that will take you from the, the very beginning of your, uh, of your journey right the way through to winning clients. Uh -huh. But those two things are really important. And what we don't do enough is we don't start lawyers on that journey at the yep. beginning of their careers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, between the lines, what I'm picking up on is know that you maybe don't know, especially if you've been a good, diligent lawyer for her and, and really gotten yourself to the partner track. Um, know that what has gotten you to where you where you where you have been, especially at the partner conversation, is not going to get you to where you want to continue to go. And the second thing is process and repetition is sort of like key in some sense. It almost doesn't matter what process you build, but but that process is really fundamental to get basically good business development. Right. Um, and again, it's I, I kind of can't stress enough that what we're talking mm -hmm. about here are lawyers who are trained to be right. Yes, of course. So we're trained to be, we're, we're trained almost to, mm -hmm. to just be perfect. Right, sure. So, we funnel ourselves down this one road, which is doing yep. the work. And so if we then all of a sudden have to learn how to be good at something that we're not, we don't know how to, we don't know what to do. Yes. Where does that leave us? That leaves us in this awful place of not only don't I know how to do it, I don't want to go anywhere near it because I'm not yep. going brilliant at it first off. Mm. That's why mindset is so important. Sure. And sure. What a lot of, what a lot of, sales trainers do is they go straight in for the techniques they go straight sure. in here's how you do it mm -hmm. what they don't do and that's why what what i do you know i make it so fundamental i don't touch the process with clients until we have talked about and really understood mindset because once mm -hmm. you open yourself up to this idea that we are constantly learning and learning mm -hmm. is a really good thing once you mm -hmm. do that actually yeah. The sales part, really simple. Yeah, I totally agree. And th I think that this is this is why giving it a name like Rainmaker is very important because basically this allows for um, this allows for people to make a distinction. You're still a great lawyer, and now it's just time to be something else, right? It doesn't it doesn't reflect on your legal skills, how good or where you are at developmentally on your on your rate making journey, right? And I think that this eases the bar instead of saying, "Well, I'm a great lawyer," or "I am a lawyer, so I don't need to." be any better at, at lawyer. That's true, you you probably are, in fact. So we're talking about something else, basically, right? Okay, and, and that's, a great, that's a great point that you're making because the lawyer of, say, 20, 30 years ago mm, would right. get by being a document drafter and a, a legal researcher. Sure. Okay, build a career around that. Right. AI is changing everything. Technology's sure. changing. Okay, and and eventually artificial intelligence is going to do the document drafting and it's going to do the legal research. Yes. Where will that leave lawyers who see themselves as document sure. drafters and, and researchers? Business development has the ability to not only be something that we are also good at, mm -hmm. it gives us the ability to be an even better lawyer. Sure. Because we're going to reframe who we are and what we do as lawyers. Totally. 
lawyers, Ben, they are advisors to clients. They are true and trusted advisors to clients. That, and actually that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. When we get to sit at the table with our clients when they're making strategic decisions. Mm -hmm. At the moment, lawyers too often, we're the last to the party. We are last when it comes to dealing with clients. Clients have got their advisors, then the lawyers will do the will do the paperwork. That's yeah. not the case though. We have mm. so much knowledge and experience to bring to the table. If we can utilize mm. that, that is a fundamental change in what we do, but it's so hugely important to the future of the profession. Yeah, totally. We could we could uh, hire or, or, or go into an entire different podcast about sort of the changing value addition for for, for sort of lawyers. Um, I love your I love your analogy about how technology is changing. You know, if you follow if you if you follow that line of logic to its to its end to to its end point, you could see that the invention of writing and printing created the modern day lawyer to basically write and print. Right. And so and so obviously it's it's just changing. It's just the technology will just basically change the the, the lawyer or the need of the lawyer effectively. But um yeah, and I've always had this um I've always had this uh this this idea around maybe calling lawyers or trying to give lawyers a new uh, uh a new another new identity, which is like as like deal makers, you know, a deal maker or some somebody who can go in there that that kind of allow people to sort of like step into something as well for those who want but those are those are other podcasts that we'll get sort of get into and for sake of time we keep this about 30 minutes to make this actionable um let's 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 go through the next line i think which is um the modern the modern rainmaker and the modern the modern rainmaker does understand business development because it it they understand where they can sort of add value to this idea of being in the being in the um being in the room at the right time, not at the end. Um, but they also do something which is, I think that they're very collaborative. They understand how to collaborate with others for purposes of expanding networks. They understand that, you know, today, um, rainmaking is a team sport, if we could use that analogy. Do you want to talk a little bit about the role of collaboration today in modern business development? Yeah, because when I talk about when I talk about twenty first century lawyer who is a rainmaker, mm. I talk about it in those terms I mentioned before about being a trusted advisor. Okay, now if you are advising a client, you are advising them on all of their needs. Sure. Okay, now you might be a corporate lawyer. Okay, but a client may come to you and they might start to, or you might go to visit them for a catch up and they might start talking to you about a whole host of other things that are not to do with what you do. Mm. They might be telling you about a tax problem or an employment problem. Right. They right. might be telling you about any number of different issues, none of which mm-hmm. you specifically can help with. Yeah. But if they're talking about a tax problem, you could point them in the direction of a tax lawyer or a right, right. or a tax advisor or an accountant. If they've got, you know, anything like that, if they've got an employment mm-hmm. employment problem, you could point them in the direction of an employment colleague. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. You, if your law firm maybe is only single practice area, you will know, you will know an employment lawyer. 
why would you if a client comes to you and says i'm having this issue why would you walk away without yeah. letting them know that you could help them by putting okay. them with somebody when okay. you do that then that client looks at you as somebody they know they can trust with more of their issues with more of their yeah. goal so they'll come to you again and they'll come to you again and eventually They'll come to you when the time comes for your particular practice area. Yeah. Because you've done your, if you've done your background and your research and you know they are a client that's a good fit for what you do, that's why you're, that's why you're talking to them. Yeah, that's right. They might not need you there and then. But if you've built up the relationship to such a point okay. where, where they trust you because okay. you always look out for their best interests, when the time comes, they won't look anywhere else. They'll come yeah. to you first. Yeah. That, that collaboration that you utilize, mm -hmm. right? So it's not, it's not, you know, the end goal is yes, it's going to benefit us because I'll, we'll do the corporate work. But actually, sure. think about it. If you're putting them the way of a tax lawyer or an accountant mm -hmm. or an mm -hmm. employment lawyer, that collaboration that you're yeah. putting out, that rain that you're making for other people, mm -hmm. will come back your way as well. That's right. Totally, totally. Yeah, it's a, I was hoping that you would close the thread and say, you know, the reciprocation comes back the other way as well. You know, it's so, 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 so key. Um, and again, I think it gets back to mindset, you know, because or or naming or identity, uh, which is, you know, the lawyer does work when the when the work is needed, the rainmaker or the deal maker manages manages all types of work basically at any point in time because he's he or she or they step into the role of advisor or manager or project manager or um you know trusted counsel in this way there's nothing that that cannot be spoken about or nothing can, that can't be advised in this way so i think that this is the differentiation and i think this is why naming is, is important right 100 percent. i love everything that you just said there it's, it's so brilliant because the way that you're the way that you're explaining it is exactly mm -hmm. how you should be looking. Very often, lawyers only look inward about you know what can I get out of this, and if I can't see the opportunity sure. because it doesn't directly impact me, yeah. off. And therefore, yeah. everyone, everybody, not just you, but the client looks at it as a wasted meeting. Sure, right, right. But if you are a true rainmaker sees opportunities everywhere yeah but they see it as not just an opportunity for me at the end but an opportunity sure. for for us to help the client for me yeah. to help the client and for that external you know that external person uh, uh, advisor to help and that colleague to help and ultimately that word is really important help mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do is help clients totally truly help you'll look a lot further you'll look a lot sure. broader just your own practice area nice. yeah absolutely um you know at nexel we love the idea of like being a central node in a network you know the network sort of like works and if how much of a how much traffic is is moving through your node at any point in time but again another conversation basically um Okay, so let's end uh, where we sort of began, which is Scott came on my radar all around his LinkedIn post, and it's been fantastic. We're not going to talk about LinkedIn. Hopefully, the cat is out of the bag. LinkedIn is very powerful uh, if you want to be a central node for that network or if you want to 
find the different nodes that that to connect with um, excellent place right uh, basically um, the world is the world truly is flat I think or at least the business world has become flat um, in, in that in that capacity let's talk though I came across because I think you have a very interesting wit and analysis whenever it comes to pricing specifically so I want to talk about pricing um, and there are so many um, paradoxes and quirks about the pricing that comes into lawyers. So let's take the next five minutes and then I wanna, I wanna talk a little bit about the blueprint and how people can get, get in contact with you before we leave. But let's, let's, do a Scott, uh, let's do a Scott pricing breakdown and just like let's expose some stuff because uh, I, I think your mind on this is, is interesting. Okay, so we don't have enough time in five minutes. I know, I know, yeah. Because, so much <laughs> so the, the, the starting point is that the billable hour is an absolute disaster for lawyers mm. okay sure. and that is going to that's going to hurt some lawyers who are listening to this podcast it's going to hurt their ears to hear that but it's absolutely true and whether you are talking about you know the value that we provide that does not correlate to the hourly rate or the 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 mental health aspects that the, the damage that it does the relationship that that it that it kind of forces between a client sure. and, and lawyer, the damage that it can do at the end when the client has no idea what the bill's going to be and then gets lumbered oh. right. All of these things, and I could do that all day. <laughs> but mm. but here's the, here's the point, and and it does kind of come back to the first thing I said. It's about sure. value. It's about That's value. Right. Totally, yeah. it creates enormous amounts of value to clients. Mm. Yeah. And what we do is we distill it down to six minute units and and none of that captures our real value, because what we're saying to a client is, is every six minute unit is valued yeah. exactly the same. The yeah, client right. doesn't value it the same. Why do we? Because in because if you've got 20 years of experience that tells you that, you know, an answer to a question that a client has and you can give it to them in 10 minutes. But the value to the client could be a million pounds. It could be 10 million pounds. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Why would you own? What you've said is, is that that advice that I've just given you in 10 minutes that's saved you or made you a million or 10 million pounds is the same as an email I just sent out. That's <laughs> right. the receipt of a, uh, yeah, of an email. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely mind blowing that we still think this way when almost no one else no other business right. no other right. still values themselves this way. We right. have this enormous amount of value that we bring. Mm. And, and what, what the Billable Hour has also done is, is that it's, it's, it's made us forget how to articulate that value. Mm. Mm. Yeah. When we start to remember it, when we start to articulate it, magic, magical things happen, Ben. Because all of a sudden we sit there and we go, God, it, are these the things that are these the things that I bring to the table okay. to clients? Is this what I really do? Are these the outcomes that I bring to clients? And yet this is all I'm charging. And, and I'm arguing right. with clients over the time I spent when, sure. when what I could be doing, and this is the difference between time recording and billing and yes. pricing, because pricing yes. comes up front and billing comes at the end. We've heard yes. this. But that's the difference. 
by pricing your work, communicating that to the client and focusing on the value that you bring, clients don't care how much, how much we charge. We think clients care. Sure. Right. Clients only care because they get the, the surprise at the end. Sure. Sure. Is, you know, which is, I've done this work. It's taken me, a, you know, 200 hours. There you go. And then the client starts looking through it. But actually, yeah. you say to a client up front, this is what your this is your deal. This is what we're going to be doing. This is the value that we're going to add. Mm-hmm. Here's how we're going to do it. And for that, we're going to we're going to price it at, at this amount. The yeah. client can make an informed decision up front. Yeah. And as long as the remit stays the same yeah. and you scope it really well and you stay within that scope, sure. everybody understands what this is going to come out looking like, including yeah. the bill at the end, because they knew yes. at the outset. Yes. That, it's not a subtle change. It is a come up to you sure. and you around the face kind yeah. of change. But it's so huge. Ben, and it has the capacity to completely, completely change the legal profession. Yeah, I um, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's another paradigm shift, like uh, you know, like the the printing press or uh, or the internet. It it will it will, it will fundamentally change. Um, I always like to use the idea of if you you're pricing the exact same piece of work that if you worked over the weekend, and I think maybe I even would have gone over this, but this is just a famous example. The work, uh, the, the contract that you reviewed that basically closed the deal in the last minute that you reviewed over the weekend is priced the exact same way as the, uh, as a contract that you drafted, you know, months, months beforehand. Now, do you think that that's the same value that the client is basically receiving? Do you think that they feel the same, basically getting some NDA drafted versus some some contract that basically finalized the deal over the weekend? Think think about think about how much different that feels in terms of the client, and yet it's still priced at the exact same hour. Right, and I would take it one step further. Sure. The client isn't paying you for the NDA. The client sure. isn't paying you for the contract. Right. Okay. Right. The client is paying for the outcome. Outcome, sure. And so whilst, yes, you know, an NDA is not going to have as much importance as, say, a share share purchase agreement. Right. But let's go even further than that. Sure, right. Yeah. Documents mean to the outcome of the matter. Once we start thinking in terms of outcomes and the value we bring, Pricing becomes really a lot more fun. Yes, pricing becomes a lot more fun to you, and it also becomes a lot more sensical to the client, basically, right? They can understand things in that sense. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to wrap it up there. Such a spicy issue. I love pricing. Who knows where it's going to go? You know, the um, I'm 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 still looking at my Ouija board and my and my that thing that you shake the eight ball to see where where pricing is going these days. But Scott, tell everybody a little bit about where they can communicate with you obviously connect with you on linkedin but yeah tell us a little bit more about legal balance and uh yeah best ways to get in contact yeah so honestly what i what i would say is is you know there's the there's you know if you go on to legalbalance.co.uk and you can go through to the, the contact me page sure. and it says how to become a rainmaker we, we opted for that instead or, or i want to become a rainmaker instead yeah, of contact. Sure. i really right. love that. um you can find you can contact me through there but i'm on as you said ben 
I'm on LinkedIn every day. I love, I love a conversation on LinkedIn. Um, so you'll find me on there. Just, just get in touch, send a, send a message, send a connection request. I'll always connect. I'll always have a conversation. This is what I love doing. Yeah, agreed. So we could go all day long and I think we're going to have you back maybe to go into pricing, maybe to go into into BD workshopping, getting people started on coaching, so much stuff that we can go over. But alas, we need to wrap this up today. It was absolute pleasure talking with uh, Scott today of Legal Balance. Definitely get in contact. And uh, for everybody listening today, thank you so much for checking in to the Business of Law podcast. Super enjoyed it. If you're watching this on social, like, subscribe, thumbs up, all the rest of it. Um, let us know that you like it. And of course, uh, subscribe to follow uh, follow Nexo on LinkedIn. Subscribe to our newsletter. You know you know the deal, right? Uh, we're, we're, we're deep in there already. Well, thank you so much, everybody. We will be back with another exciting Business of Law podcast on some discreet point of law with an expert like Scott. Uh, and uh, yeah, take care, everybody.